Liam Patel, um, how are things? I've got a glimpse of how things were on Saturday nights, and things went very, very well for you in that ring. Yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good performance from me on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. I feel like uh, that's how I should have performed. You know, I believe with the way I've been training. You know, I'm, I believe I've been really disciplined, disciplined over the for for a long time now. You know, I'm only only time I take time off is when I'm ill or when I'm injured. You know, so I'm not just in the gym from camp to camp. You know, it's not it's not it's not like that. Camps all year round. You know, it's just that those those last those last few weeks, those last those, those last like eight weeks, you kind of ramp it up. You know, more maybe it might be more intense. Yeah, that's it. It becomes a bit more intense. You know, but I'm still training all year round. So, so yeah. But thanks for having me on again. It's good to it's good oh, to it's see you. It's been a little while. Congratulations, congratulations. I'm really really happy for you. And really, I know you said it was ways for you to improve. But look, I'm I'm really glad with your performance in that ring. And I saw you dish out some heavy shots and even floor the guy one one or two times <laughs> during the fight. Couple a uh, couple turns in the clinch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple turns yeah. in the clinch. Rocked him, I think, with a, I don't know if it was an elbow or a right hand. But yeah, I think I used, I used like a lot of weapons in that fight. Yeah. Which yes, is, which is you know, usually, usually I kick, I move, I score. Uh, I make it, I try and make the fight easy for myself, you know? So, um, but this time I wanted to use, uh, I wanted to use more weapons, show kind of, show what else I can do. Yes. You know, not just, not just be a back foot fighter all the time, but because at some point you're going to have to adapt, right? Yeah, and you're not yes. just thinking, at least for me anyway, I'm not just thinking, oh, like UK level, like, what can I do to keep winning at UK level? But what can I do to win at like top level, European level, and then obviously eventually world level as well, you know? So at the same, if it, if it, if it, if it's not broken, you don't have to fix it, but it doesn't mean you have to stop improving, you know, and get complacent and just believe that this is going to win you fights all the time because yeah. there's obviously, there's, at the end of the day, there's, there's people out there who can knock me out. So the, the improvement yeah. don't stop. That's it. Yeah. Unless unless you're Nongo, <laughs> unless you're Nongo or Sentai, <laughs> improving don't stop. You know, and even for them, I'm sure that I mean, even for them they're still improving every day. So why should I? Why should I do any different? No, of course, you know every opponent will be different. So you got to study your yeah. opponent and not try and capitalize, take advantage of their weaknesses and build up, yeah. build upon that. And so um, uh, you're right. Um, not every opponent will be. Um, the same they're going to be different so like you said don't let the wins get to your head don't let get let the losses get to your heart yeah 100% I, li- I like that quote yeah <laughs> <laughs> um look um how do you feel now as in um just because you even told me your fight record 15 and mm. one which is really impressed but because I, I want to ask you something about that a little bit later on yeah um but just you know, what's the feeling like now? Is in um, do you feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders, or do you feel like this is just a build up to something greater? I think just a build up to something greater, to be honest. Yeah, because um, yeah, like like I said, you know, like I mean, the winning feeling, like the winning feeling lasts long. Sometimes it lasts short. You know, I think for me, it lasted about a day. And then after, I mean, I was already as soon as I finish a fight, like I'm a perfectionist, right? So as soon as I finish a fight regardless of what, whether people say it was a good performance or a bad performance or whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm already still thinking, what could I have done better in that performance? Uh, okay. You know, like, you, you know, like, oh, could have got the knock, could have, could have set up, a, could have set up, did better setups to get a knockdown, could have been more accurate with some of my shots, like whatever it is, like, it wasn't like a 10 out of 10, like picture perfect performance, you know, 
even though like to the crowd it was entertaining like a lot of people said it was an entertaining performance but um there's still like loads of areas to work on man loads of areas to work on your success in this sport i mean what is the the secret i mean are you still the same uh gym or the same team that you were yeah. in your last same started started with team two i, I want to finish with team two you know that's but it. i mean so, my my head oh, coach sorry. my head coach philip Tew, he's like um he's invested a lot of time into me this over the yeah he's invested a lot of time into me and like in, not just with like techniques and stuff but but I, I can, with all of us really like kind of getting us to think about my tie in a different way like the way we fight you know because you can have you can have all the techniques in the world but if you're viewing the fight through like a, a, like if you're viewing the fight through a certain lens and then you're fighting someone who may not have all the techniques or as many techniques as you do but they're viewing the fight in a more like advanced kind of way obviously there's so many other factors right but for me i believe that the person who views the fight in a certain way can uh can be a step ahead you know or two yeah. steps ahead you know so but i mean your as in your success um as a, what do you put it down to is it just just pure sheer hard work being obsessed yeah, with the uh what you're doing 100 percent. like i think that over the last over the last couple camps two three camps i've just been making it making a con conscious effort particularly this camp to just spar and clinch the, the best people in the gym you know like just the hardest people in the gym you know and i think when you can like even if you get beaten up just accept just accept the fact that you're probably gonna you're probably gonna get beaten up, right? That they're the best people in the gym. Like you're, you're. Plus, sparring is not for winning anyway, right? It's, it's training's for improving. Yes. But yeah. you still want to test yourself, right? So it's not that you don't want to make it competitive. But this camp, I was really trying to trying to make it competitive and just like kind of see what the see what the top top guys in my gym are doing, and try and just try and spar them and clinch them and just work on stuff, you know? Because if I can do stuff against them, then when it comes to someone my own level then I should be able to do it against them, you know? And I believe just like in, in translation, it'll translate over to, to better performances. So I'm really just putting myself in more uncomfortable situations. You know, like I train hard. I train hard. I train smart. Um, stuff that I do outside the gym, like my nutrition, my nutrition's on point. Like my mind, I see like my visualization, my mindset. I've got all that kind of stuff covered as well. Um I do my homework, so not just what I'm doing when I'm with my team, but like mm -hmm. I speak to my head coach, uh, I meet up with one of my other coaches, Stephen too, and I do all my homework with him of whatever Phil wants me to work on, whatever Matty too wants me to work on, you know what I mean? So, but there's loads of people in there, there's loads of fighters training twice a day, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, twice a day is not even like, twice a day is not even a thing. So if someone says they train twice a day, it's like, all right, cool. Like, so many people train twice a day. You know, like if you want to go far, you should be training twice a day. Yes, like, yes, of course. Kind of yeah. Unless you're supremely talented, unless you're one of those guys who's just supremely talented and you can get away with not doing it, mm. then you have to do it. You, you know what I mean? And yes, that's, yeah. like, that's even for me, like for me personally, that's still like the bare minimum. Twice a day is the bare minimum. If you if you want to go far, if you want to go far in the sport, you know, and I still got a long way to go. But I do believe like my training formula right now like um it's been it's been really good and like this camp this camp was quite a tough camp as well like got injured fractured a bone in my hand i couldn't use my right hand for like five six weeks 
um, got ill a couple times, like all like little things, little things, you know. But but I just stayed consistent, and then um, managed to put in a in a good performance over the over the weekend. You said he had a pinched nerve. You told me the other day. Yeah, yeah, but and... you know what? That wasn't even from the fire. So I woke up the morning of the fight, mm-hmm. and I, I just felt this like shooting shooting pain, like go through my glute, like in through my left glute into my lower back. And like, I didn't really, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad that morning, but enough to make me be like, oh, okay, shit, like, I shouldn't, like, I didn't have any injuries like, the day before. I felt fine. I had a massage. I felt fine. You know what I mean? But adrenaline masked it during the fight. I didn't feel it at all. It was like the next day when I woke, when I woke up the next day, I felt it. Like I couldn't walk properly. I couldn't like bend over properly. You know what I mean? Like pick stuff up, tie my shoelaces and shit, you know? So I had a, I had a massage and like um, deep, t- deep tissue massage with a girl I go to Daniela wicked wicked misuse um, she saw she sorted it out and then I woke up this morning like 80% better so yeah yeah mm. I I do know that um, a lot of combat sports athletes fighters mm. if they do it, leading up to the fight maybe just a day or or the night before the fight mm. if they do feel maybe soy on the morning of the fight they do they, mm. they don't feel 100% usually mm. they will try to grin and bear it and go, get yeah. through the fight keeping their fingers crossed that they win and they'll only say anything about the injury any misgivings after the mm. fight I think they say yeah. that if they mention it beforehand there's a chance that the fight may be cancelled or something is that the reason no, why? I mean, like, no fight like no fight for not, at least not for me anyway no fight's ever going to get cancelled because of a bloody bloody like trapped nerve in my glute or anything you know like adrenaline adrenaline is an amazing thing right but even then like, I didn't really it's not something I really acknowledged or paid too much attention to. I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm fighting today. You know what I mean? I just didn't really do too many kicks in my, in my warm-up and stuff because uh, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to overstretch it. I didn't want to make it worse. I just wanted to save it for the fight, you know? <laughs> the fight you had on Saturday, just what was your, as in how did you feel as in just um, in the run-up to it and wa- walking to the ring? Uh, because this mm. is for MTGP. This is their road yeah. to one final. So it's a, it's a, yeah. a, a big, big showdown. Yeah. As in, what was the feeling before the fight? What was the feeling even after, you know, when you had the win in the in the bag? Yeah. Um, before the fight, like in the lead up. So I don't like to get to the show too early because I don't want to, I don't want all the nervous energy to come okay. too early. And then you kind of, kind of go down a bit and you go up and you go down. I, I like to get there with at least like, maybe two hours, two hours before my fight. So then I get my medical done, get my hands wrapped. That's about half an hour, maybe a bit longer. And then I just chill in the, I just chill in the changing room for a bit. I don't even want to go, go. I used to go and watch all the rest of the fights, but then you get too excited sometimes when your teammates are fighting or when there's a, there's a good fight on it. It takes your energy away. You know what I mean? Like yes, fight day yeah. now is all about saving all my energy for the fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause your nerves already take away some of your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, so yeah. Like, Stay in the changing room, relax, chill, have a laugh, have a joke with my teammates, you know, and then when it's my time, I'll just get ready, have a little warm up. I don't even really like to hit pads when I warm up. Like, I like to do more drills. Yeah. I like to do more drills and more shadow boxing and just like get my mind in the right place and just get loose, just get really loose, you know? Hmm. Now, you told me your fight record a few times now, which is, again, yeah. it's really, um, really impressive but um you're in the, just as you've been fighting and um the time so far in the time you've been in the mm-hmm. sport who have been your hardest opponents and maybe shockingly if you can say if you can call mm-hmm. them this your easiest opponents 
hard. So like, I'd say like, yeah. I'd, I'd say, oh, okay. So like, definitely like my first, my first A class fight in um, Denmark, which is the one I lost split decision. I lost to Johannes, Johannes Peterson. He recently fought Chris Shaw over the weekend. Like tough, tough guy. Like guy okay. looks like a guy looks like a Viking. I was like, I remember shitting it for that fight. Like first international fight, first A class, um, first fight abroad as well. Yeah, yeah, first fight abroad. But so. Um, but yeah, I lost that on split decision. He was definitely one of my, definitely one of my, one of my toughest opponents. Uh, Matty Holleran as well. Like I knew, like I knew that was going to be a tough fight. Like that was my, that was my first five round. That was my first five rounder as well. Um, for the Brit, for the MTGP British title. Um, he he was like m- mentally. That was a very mentally in the lead up. That was a super tough fight. But I just managed to use my range really well and just like play my game of hitting and not getting hit. Um, Corey Chettle as well. So not my, so my, not the fight I just had. The fight before that, he was he was a tough fight. He was a tough fight as well. But I just managed to, I just managed to do what I do best: kick and move, you know, and just rack up, rack up points, you know. And I got the got the win in there as well, you know. But um, I try not to think too, try not to think too much about who's like who's toughest and who's easy. Everyone's tough in their own way. You know, everyone like everyone's got strengths, everyone's got weaknesses. Mm. So now when I like, at least in hindsight anyway, when I look at opponents, like and to be honest, I don't even really like to look at my opponents and let my teammates and my coaches do that. But um I just I just see, okay, what are their strengths? I just wanna know like what are their strengths, like what are their weaknesses, you know, and then I just work from there. Kind of thing, you know. Well that one time that you, mm. you didn't win. Did you get any sort of backlash from the fight fans and just people shitting on you and uh, giving no, you a hard no, time? No, 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 not really. No, not nothing, to be honest with you. And even if I did, I, I don't really care. You know, I, I, like people can say what they want. People have kind of always said, always said what they wanted about my style. Like some people like my style. Some people don't like my style. You know, I mean, some people want me to like stand and bang more. Some people enjoy, enjoy watching me play the evasive game and stuff, you know. But, um... But yeah, yeah. But why? Uh, I may sound like an idiot for asking this, but yeah. why wouldn't they like your style? I mean, some people, I mean, for for the sort of success that you achieved, I mean, your style clearly must be working because it's getting you wins. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly, exactly, exactly. I just, I, I don't know. So everyone's different, right? Like you, there's, mm. in Muay Thai, there's loads of different, there's different styles, right? You got Muay Mat, you got Freemur, you got Muay Cow, you have Muay Book. It's like all these different, it's all these different styles, you know. But um, like obviously, like in in I say in society, the styles that people deem as like the most entertaining are like uh, you got like like you're like Rotang style, you know. People like that. People want to see. People want to see that. People want to see blood, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, I, and it uh, goes through phases. Uh. It goes through phases. Even in Thailand, it goes through phases. You know, there's phases where like FEMA, the FEMA evasive technical style was like a was um was like really in and now like then Rotan came Rotan came on the scene started destroying people in one and then my mat is my mat became the new became what's in you know but at one point the my cow was in when Yodvicha I don't know if you heard a guy called Yodvicha he's like one of my favorite fighters he was like destroying everyone there was to beat by the time he like by the time he was like 17 18 he beat everyone beat Senchai beat Nongo beat Pechbunchu beat Singdam everyone there was to beat he beat by the time he was like 18 and then at that point, my cow was in, you know what I mean? So it just it goes through phases. But, um, but yeah, I just do what I just do what I enjoy. You know, I fight the style I enjoy fighting. 
No. You know, I don't really like to think I don't really like to think about too much about what uh, what people think. No. No, I, I hear exactly what you mean. Um it's something that I've noticed, um, and it's something which thankfully I've never really done this, um, especially um yet yeah, online and social media media to leave a negative comment on a fighter's Instagram or Twitter, whatever mm-hmm. platform it may be. I do say and I do think to myself, well, they may have lost that fight, but still they have yeah. the balls and the guts to step into that cage or ring or wherever and give it their all. I didn't yeah. d- didn't know those things, and neither did any of these naysayers. Yeah. Um, but um, you mentioned to me about the fight record that wins and losses don't mean anything. Let's say uh, much in your life, but maybe they do on paper. But when the fighters in the cage, um. Yeah. Did you were you referring to like just their fighting, so whether they're they're entertaining or not? In in in, in terms of what like uh, when I'm when I'm talking about like certain what certain styles people like. And well, you said the fight record. This yeah. person may have some may have way more wins. They have losses, um, yeah. but you did mention to me that it doesn't mean much. It, it might mean I mean it might be significant on paper, oh, but so, oh, it so may I mean, not like, be example, in the real world. So, for example, like um. You can have less fights and go up against someone who's got more. But like, I didn't really know anything about my my opponent on Saturday. I didn't really know anything about him. All I knew was that he liked to go forward. I didn't want to know about his fight record. I didn't want to know if he's a champ in Brazil or or any of this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't I don't care because it doesn't actually matter. All that all that matters is like that I go into the fight having trained hard and and doing what I'm supposed to do. But now after the fight, obviously, like you speak to each other, you get to know, you like you have a chat with each other. Like he's had thirty-four fights. Like that's that's twice more than twice the amount of fights I've had. You know what I mean? He's a he's a two or three-time champion Brazil, whatever it is. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't mean when I say it doesn't mean anything because I still got the win, right? Yeah, still, yeah, of course, yeah. Still won like pretty comfortably. You know what I mean? So it's like someone can have twice as many fights as you, or be a champ wherever they're from, blah, et cetera, et cetera. But if you if you train hard and your your coach has got a good game plan and you implement it to the best of your ability, then and you nullify what they do, then you know you know what I mean. Like re- yes, records yeah. records don't necessarily equate to you getting a win. Like having a great record doesn't necessarily equate to you winning. You know. Of course, no. So like yeah, 15, yeah. 15 fights one loss. Like yes, yeah, of course. Like of course, I'm happy about it. You know, like my my win to loss ratio is obviously obviously good, but I'm still early days, man. Yeah, you know, still very young. Still very young. It's not like some, I'm I'm a seasoned vet, you know. <laughs> like it's still early days for me. It's, it's only my, I think it's my sixth A class fight, you know. So so it's, it's it's really not that. I really haven't had that many like that many fights, you know. Like at the at A class anyway, you know. So I still got a long long way to go. Now I'm mindful of time because you did say that um, you can only available for so long. Um, it's the next fight that's going to be coming up yeah. uh, that actually is kind of like people wondering whether it's going to happen or not. But I want to get your opinion yeah. on whether it's going to happen or who's going to win. Um, yeah. It's in mixed martial arts. So Michael Chandler versus Gordon McGregor. First of all, do you mm-hmm. think this fight will happen? And secondly, who do you think will win? Bro, to be honest with you, like, I don't really follow MMA, <laughs> uh, you know, like, like I, I, I haven't seen, I've, I've seen, obviously I've seen some of Conor McGregor's fights, but um, I've never seen any of Michael Chandler's fights, you know, and okay. I just don't, I don't really enjoy it. For me, I don't really enjoy watching MMA, you know, 
like I, I, honestly like when i'm not if i'm not working or i'm not or i'm not training the only thing i'm watching is my tie that's it like the, the, there's so many my tie shows throughout the week there's yes. more than enough fights there's more than enough fights to to go and watch and study on you know what i mean but um i i, I kind of hope Connor wins I kind of hope Conor wins, mm. just be- just just because like just because of his come up and stuff, you know. Even regardless of whatever you think of him, like he he is he's 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 good for the he's good for the sport of MMA. You know, he's a he's an entertainer. He's an ent- he's an entertainer. You know. Question is that people are thinking mm. before we even get to the fight, is this fight even going to happen? Because by now, I think Dana White and the UFC should have set a date mm. when the fight's when the fight's going to take place. Bro, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you need to start watching some more Muay Thai, man. No, of course, there's, I don't, many, yeah. there's, there's there's so many Muay Thai fights between like the top guys that needs to happen. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One 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 championship's got some good fights. Um, Roger Dumlin World Series has got some wicked fights. You know, I want to see. I want to see. Um, I, I don't know if you heard of him, but there's a guy a guy called Tawan Chai. If if I've seen his face, I might remember yeah. his name. Names not so good with names. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, he's a he's a, he's a really like really slick southpaw. And there's another there's a foreigner who um is smashing it in Thailand. His name's Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, they're they're both like smashing it in the seventy kilo division. These are the two I want to see fight. I want to see them two. That that's for me. Like if I could watch any fight, like I want to see them two fight over five rounds. Like. Stadium rules, you know, stadium stadium rules. Not this, not like a entertainment Mai Tai, like what, like one or or anything like that. You know, I want to see proper. Like, I want to see them two go out five rounds. Mm. See who's see who's the the better fighter. Really, see who really is the better fighter. You know, I suppose that is what you just said. How you want to see mm-hmm. them fight? I mm-hmm. suppose that's just one of the reasons that what sets apart mixed martial arts from Mai Tai. Mai Tai. Mm-hmm. It, Muay Thai, I think the promoters, MTGP, and I think is mm-hmm. a, one, a one championship. They still focus on the sports itself. The the fight comes first before anything else, before any hype, before any glamour, before any sponsorship. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas, whereas with mixed martial arts, especially in okay the UFC, mm. yeah, the sport has now been glamorized. You know, it's all about the hype yeah. and about the, all the smoke and all that stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. Like it is, it is necessary to a degree to to because. The whole Muay Thai needs more casual fans. Do you get what I mean? That's what UFC has. And like, even though boxing's kind of dying, even boxing still has casual fans. You know what I mean? But Muay Thai is getting, I think Muay Thai is elevating to a stage where it's kind of, it's going to hopefully, like, it's going to start getting like casual fans. You know? Casual. Not just like the die, not just like the diehard Muay Thai fans, like the niche people in the community who just love Muay Thai and they 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 want to know what's going on, you know. Because at least for more money to be injected into Muay Thai, that's what it needs. It needs like more casual fans. You know? That's true, but I hope it doesn't lead to. And I know this isn't really a thing, but I hope it doesn't lead to what you could potentially call casual fights, whereby you have two people who mm-hmm. really don't have any any sort of combat sports background at all coming mm-hmm. together together to fight. Are you thinking? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll lead to that though, because that's all down to the promoters as well. Like promoters want to put on good shows, they'll they'll make sure there's good fights. You know what I mean? But the oh, only my... negative, <sighs> the only negative I'd say to like um. Like what's happening? Because obviously you've got Mai Tai with four ounce gloves now, right? And the only negative to that is that 
the for me the best era has always been the golden era of my tie. That's for me. That's where the best. That's always been where the best fighters have uh, have been from. You know, because the level's so high. Everyone's so skillful. No matter what style they have, they're all super skillful. Mm. But now you don't really see, you don't really see that same level of like beautiful Muay Thai to watch. You know, it's more about like who's stronger, who's got better clinch. And now with the four ounce gloves, who's got better boxing, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously like the boxing's going to now, now, when you get jabbed in four ounce gloves, it's going to hurt, <laughs> you know, it's going to cause, it's going to cause damage. And obviously like with effect and with damage, mm-hmm. it's, if the hands are going to be causing more damage, at least visible damage anyway, than, than the kicks and, and maybe even the knees, obviously it's going to become more boxing orientated. Just, I hear everything you just said there, yes. but just yeah. to drive the point home that the point home that I just made there about the casual fights. Yeah. Last week I saw, um, I said DAZ or Showtime, one of the big boxing promoters, they have scheduled or they are trying to arrange a fight between Jake Paul and Liam Payne. You I don't know, even know who's Li- <laughs> Liam Payne. <laughs> Is, is, that, what, is oh, that his God. fight name or something? Do you know Harry Styles? Oh, ah, oh, the one direct. Ah, oh, the one. That's it. Yes, movie. yes. From from those, it's from um that band. And I'm just like this. Th- Jake Paul had no had no fighting experience at all, any combat sporting knowledge at all. But gradually through the all the fights he's had, he with all the old washed up, um, not, not to call them washed up, but all the old retired um uh, boxers or former mixed martial arts um fighters. He's been gaining experience as well as the wins. Yeah. The exception was Tommy Fury. But now yeah. you see, when you have someone else like Liam Payne coming onto the scene from the from a purely entertainment background background, it's like, what the hell is going on here? You really are making a mockery of the sport. This person has no combat yeah. sport, no boxing, no Muay Thai, mm. no wrestling, no BJJ, mm. no nothing. Mm. What the hell's going on? You know, because other guys who I mean are, like I mean, look, if it, if it, for them, it's all about money, right? And at the end of the day, like, Jake Paul's an entertainer. Liam Payne, he's definitely not a boxer. You could call him an entertainer as well. So if two entertainers want to fight and people actually want to see it, then fair enough. You, you know what I mean? Like, like let, yeah. let, I, they're going to do it. So like, just let them do it. Like, if it earns them money, they're capitalizing on the fact that they can earn a bit of money, then, then fair enough. But I think it's down to, at least in boxing anyway, like I don't, I don't watch a lot. I don't watch too much boxing. I don't know everything that's going on in like the boxing scene. But it's down to the promoters to put on like, put on the right fights. You know what I mean? Like the Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, that's, that's the fight that's carrying boxing right now. Mm. That's the, literally, that's the fight that's carrying boxing mm. right now. Fury and Usyk, that's not happening, you know? Twice when we thought it was going to happen and it got closed, like the deal was there. Like, that's not happening. So that's, everyone's like, everyone's demoralized in the heavyweight division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joshua's got to build yeah. himself back up. You know, Joshua's got to build himself back up. So there's not as much hype around. There's not really as much hype around Anthony Joshua anymore. Did he say he was retiring or something? That he was done with the sport? If no, he... no. I think he said if he lost his last fight, he was going to retire. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's on his journey building himself back up. Mm. So for me, like even with boxing, like the only division like is that is that lightweight division with like with Tank, with Ryan, with uh, Shakur, with Devin Haney, um, 
yeah, yeah, all, all, all that Lomachenko, I think as well. Like all them, all them boys. Like if any of them, any of them are fighting, I'll always be inclined. I think is I won't be inclined to buy a pay per view because I'm, uh, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it that much. You know I what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fighting, I'll, I'll look on YouTube after the fight and I'll watch the highlights or I'll, I'll see. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch the highlights and see how they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Last but not least, Liam. Once again. Any shout outs like to give? I'm sure the list will now even be longer because now you've won a really, really big uh, match. There's so many other people are coming to uh, for your time and uh, for your name and actually want to partner with you for what coaching or brands or anything like that. Um, just like just uh, thank yous to my team, my head, my, my coaches, my head coach, Philip Tew, Matthew Tew. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone has helped me out over the course of over the course of this fight, over the course of this fight camp, and just uh, um, I want to thank um, Elite Osteo in uh, in Wanstead. He's like the guy I go to when I have any injuries. Keeps my body mobile and stuff. Um, keeps me in shape. Keeps yeah, keeps my body mobile in and out of camp. I want to thank Human and Doctor E. He's like a he's like it's like a health clinic, um, and you, I go to them for my recovery, all this kind of stuff. They're they're wicked like crazy if i wasn't fighting and i want and i needed to know if i had any health problems or any health queries i'd go see dr e at human and they're based in they're based in south kensington okay and um, yeah just my just my family everyone who buys tickets off me to come and support me obviously the shows wouldn't happen without obviously the shows wouldn't happen without those guys you know so i thank you to them and yeah, I just, I just want to keep on improving, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the, the journey ain't over yet, bro. No, no. It's only just really starting. Yeah, yeah, it's barely, <laughs> it's barely started. I know. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you for listening. Liam, once again, thank you for coming on. If you did enjoy the episode, please don't forget to leave a like and subscribe. It really helps, really helps the channel grow when you do that. You can also catch the audio versions of this episode on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Liam, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time, bro. I appreciate you. Take care.